We meet today in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 8 to verse 30, looking at the six woes. Once again, God is going to spell out what the issues are which he has against Israel. Six woes are mentioned here, and each one tells of a certain sin for which God is judging Israel. If you want to apply these to your own life or to the life of your nation, you can actually do it. But the interpretation ought to be borne in mind. The interpretation is for Israel. It has already been fulfilled for them. We can certainly make application to our own hearts and our lives because it is the word of God from which we learn principles that go from generation to generation. Isaiah 5 verse 8 Woe to those who join house to house, they aid field to field, till there is no place where they may dwell alone in the midst of the land. This is the first sin that God levels against Israel. What is it? This sin is the lust of the eye. More specifically, it is covetousness. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 5, we are told, Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. My friend, covetousness is idolatry. It is a big business expanding at the expense of the little man. That is what happened in Israel. The little man was squeezed out. It was done so that the great fortunes might be accumulated. The only excuse for such expansion is the insatiable greed for more property and possessions. God will judge people who practice such a thing. Is it not the plague that is destroying many of our African nations? The rich are getting richer while the poor are getting poorer. It is a sad story that we have here. The picture is one of a great complex of farms, you see. In Isaiah's day, the people were agricultural people. They build big corporations, big complexes. This was not done for the good of the little man or the poor man, the small operator. This was not done for those people. It was done to accumulate wealth and for those who were the big shots. Anything to which you give yourself completely becomes your religion. And for those people, accumulation of things became their religion. Many people today are worshipping at the altar of covetousness throughout the world. Covetousness, my friend, is a mean-looking God. It is the face of a silver dollar or a dollar bill or whatever currency you use in your own country. It is one thing that brought down Israel for which God judged them. Instead of following God's instructions, they were beginning to take all the richness from the soil. We are doing the same thing today. We are living in a world which is actually depleted of its energy. We are frantically searching for oil, for other precious metals, for any kind of energy that can be used. Why? Because men are covetous. Men covet. And that covetousness is depleting the earth of its riches. And that is a judgment of God. 
Isaiah chapter 5 verse 9 to verse 10. In my hearing the Lord of hosts said, Truly many houses shall be desolate, great and beautiful ones, without inhabitant. For ten acres of vineyard shall yield one birth, and a homer of seed shall yield one ephah. Well, here God is simply saying that even though they expand their lands, the yield will not be great because there will be a famine which will decimate the crop. Extended holdings will not produce a bumper crop at all. The earth now you and I are living on is running actually short of energy. We are running out of oil. We are running out of arable land. It's not getting bigger anymore. This subject of ecology is an important one. Pollution is destroying much of the earth. And one of these days, my friend, we are going to be on a desolate planet. We are quickly running out of energy. This is the judgment that God made on the nation of Israel in that day. Is he making the same judgment upon you and I, my friend? Shouldn't we be careful in how we use the earth and not simply destroy the earth simply for our own good. Woe to those who rise hell in the morning that they may follow intoxicating drink who continue until night till wine inflames them. The harp and the strings, the tambourine and flute and wine are in their feasts but they do not regard the work of the Lord nor consider the operation of his hands. Isaiah 5, verse 11 and verse 12. Again, this is the second woo, the second pronouncement of God's judgment on sin. He is judging a particular sin here. The sin that he is accusing Israel of, it is the sin of drunkenness and pleasure on a national scale. They are the sins that are mentioned here, and they lead to the deadening of all spiritual perception. These are the things that lower the morals of a nation. They destroy a nation and eat its vitals like a cancer. Such a nation is on the verge of falling prey to an enemy from outside. An enemy from outside will come and defeat you when your men are given to drunkenness and pleasure. Because when you are just... Uh, embroiled in your drinking and your search for pleasure, the enemy will come upon you without you knowing. Therefore, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Their honorable men are furnished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Isaiah 5 verse 13. See, the problem of young people on drugs started in the home where parents drink in order to face life. And this is what destroys the home and the nation. Drunkenness is one of the things that brought down Israel. What about your nation? What about our continent, my friend? Therefore, Sheol has enlarged itself and opened its mouth beyond measure. Their glory and their multitude and their pomp. And he who is jubilant shall descend to it. Isaiah 5 verse 14. Now, the word used here, Sheol, in this verse, is actually the word grave. It is not a reference to the lack of fire as we think of hell today. It is the Hebrew word Sheol. It means that 
the grave demands. You find this same word in Proverbs 30 verse 16 which says, The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not satisfied with water, and the fire never says enough. You see, my friend, death or the grave, both satisfactory translations of the word Sheol is never satisfied. Death is never satisfied. This is the question now to ask when you stand at the grave of someone. Where is he? Actually, Job asked this question. But man dies and is laid away. Indeed, he breathes his last. And where is he? Job 14 verse 10. That is the question everybody is going to have to ask, my friend. Hell at first did not have the idea of a locality, but in time it was thought that since God was in heaven or above, hell or the grave must be below or down. In the New Testament, the word Hades is the same as the Old Testament word Sheol. The Lord Jesus Christ used this word when he said, You and you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. Matthew 11 verse 23. You see, the Lord was not talking about a literal descent into the heart of the earth. He simply meant that Capernaum was going to be brought down. And all you have to do is look at the ruins of that place today and know that what he said was true. When I was there at the old city of Capernaum, you can only see the ruins. Now, my friend, we have always attached strong moral connotations to the terms of direction up and down, up toward God and downward is towards hell. Here, Isaiah is saying that the nation of Israel will be brought down, meaning to say the nation of Israel will be destroyed. They are going to be taken into captivity. They are going to be brought down to the grave. And the glory of the nation will be turned into dust because of her drunkenness and pursuit for pleasure. Woe to those who draw iniquity with cords of vanity and seen as if with a cut rope. Isaiah 5 verse 18. This can be translated... Woe to those whose wickedness is helped by ways of lying, who in their pride and unbelief the wrath of God define. You see, this is the third war against Israel, the third sin God mentions against the people of God. This is the picture of a nation giving itself in abandon to sin without shame or even without conscience. That say, let him make speed and hasten his work, that we may see it, and let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw near and come, that we may know it. Isaiah 5 verse 19. In other words, they are challenging God to do anything about their sin. It is interesting to note that no penalty is mentioned. The very silence here is frightening. The penalty is too awful to mention. The history of the deportation of Israel actually to Babylon tells something of the frightful judgment of God upon a people who sin with impunity against him and defy him. God will judge them. Do you remember Psalm 137? In that Psalm, Israel prayed against Babylon. 
They prayed that there would be an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth situation there. This is what they said in Psalm 137 verse 9. Happy the one who takes and dashes your little ones against the rock. Instead of singing the Lord's song in a strange land, they were singing a different song, a song of revenge. But it is high time we even remind anyone who sings the song of revenge that a tooth for a tooth will turn the whole world toothless and an eye for an eye will turn the whole world blind. We need the forgiving love of God and that only comes if the inner person has been changed. We find here the Israelites us wishing that the Babylonians would be destroyed. Their little ones would be dashed against a rock. That is horrible beyond words, but that is the judgment that came to Israel. My friend, God is a God of love, but when you reach the place where you defy him and turn your back on him, there is no hope for you. Judgment comes. There are too many instances in the history of life to deny the fact Unless you want to shut your eyes to the evidence of God's judgment upon any people who defy God and turn their backs on him. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Isaiah 5 verse 20. This is the fourth scene which the fourth war is leveled here. It is an attempt to destroy God's standards of right and wrong by substituting men's values which contradict his moral standards. Now, this is the confusion that comes upon a nation when they abandon God after he has blessed them in the past for their acknowledgement. What will they do? What was not speakable? becomes something that people enjoy to speak about. What was considered right becomes considered wrong, and what was wrong begin to be considered right. A total reversal of the values of God in exchange for the values of man. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Isaiah 5 verse 21. This is the fifth woe, the sin of pride. These people are wise in their own eyes, prudent in their own sight. God hates this above all else. In Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 to verse 17, we are told these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, my friend. Pride was the sin of Satan according to 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 6. We read, Not a novice, least being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. You see, pride is number one on God's head parade or on God's head list. He hates pride. Woe to men, mighty at drinking wine. Woe to men, violent for mixing intoxicating drink, who justify the wicked for a bribe and take away justice from the righteous man. Isaiah 5, verse 22 to verse 23. In these two verses, we have the pronouncement of the sixth and last woe. Here, 
a people have become so sodden with drunkenness that they have lost their sense of justice. Injustice and crookedness prevail, and the righteous man is falsely accused. My friend, no nation can long survive which drops so low in morals that it loses its sense of values. Ours is a day when people are saying that wrong is right and right is wrong. My friend, wrong is still wrong. And who gives the definition? It is God, not you. Therefore, as the fire devours the stubble and the flame consumes the chaff, so their root will be as rottenness and their blossom will ascend like dust because they have rejected the law of the Lord of hosts and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Isaiah 5 verse 24 As the fire devours the stubble, you see, though the process of deterioration and rottenness is slow and unobserved, the penalty comes like a fire in the stubble. It is fast and furious and cannot be deferred. It is the anger of the Lord bursting forth in judgment. It moves the frightful judgment of God in the last days. The sin of drinking is all around us today. God doesn't do anything about it. He doesn't have to. Drunkenness will bring its own judgment, my friend. Judgment will come to individuals and it will come to the nation that is captured by drunkenness. Isaiah 5 verse 25. Therefore the anger of the Lord is aroused against his people. He has stretched out his hand against them and stricken them, and the hills tremble. Their carcasses were as refuse in the midst of the streets, for all his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. This is a strange verse for many people who want to talk about just the love of God. The love of God is real, my friend, and you cannot keep him from loving you. But God hates sin. If you are going to love sin, still he will love you. But you can expect judgment to come. The anger of the Lord is kindled against his people, not against the neighbors. But his hand is stretched out still. If Israel had gone back to the Lord and trusted him, he would have delivered them. The judgment of God in the book of Isaiah is there. But so is his grace. The government of God and the grace of God, they are not in conflict. If you are going to continue in sin, if you will refuse the grace of God, then you will know what the government of God is, because God still rules. Now, in the rest of this chapter, we see the accumulation of the judgment of God. The, it just accumulates. Isaiah 5 verse 30, in that day they will roar against them like the roaring of the sea. And if one looks to the land, behold darkness and sorrow, and the light is darkened by the clouds. My friend, take a good look at the land of Israel today. When I was in that land, I saw a people who are not living in peace. I saw a people who need God. They are living in fear and are in great danger in that land. All their borders have to be kept, have to be protected. The searching at the airport was a rigorous one. 
My heart goes out to them. But why are they in such a state? It is the judgment of God, because they turned their backs on him. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs, so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send a WhatsApp message or SMS to plus two seven seven two six four one four four seven five. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for, and be sure to include your name and contact information. I'll repeat that number for you. It's country code two seven followed by seven two six four one four four seven five. From within South Africa, it's zero seven two six four one four four seven five.